The You Disciple Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of university life and unpack what it means to be a disciple on campus. We're back for another week, sister. Good to see you. Good to see you, Father Nicholas. And we're joined by Alicia, one of our, our well, <laughs> old students, yes. ex-students. Oh, I think new students. I'm only 19. Oh, yeah, but you've just finished. Yeah, that's true. That's true. How have you just finished when you're 19? No, no she's finished for semester. semester. Oh, for the semester. <laughs> graduated at 19. Oh, that's... Uh, okay. No, no. <laughs> I just finished the semester like two weeks ago. Um, but I'm, I'm ready to go back already. And what are you studying? Journalism. At RMIT. Yeah. How's it going? It's um, crickets. <laughs> crickets? <laughs> crickets. I think the more I study it, the more I'm like, perhaps this is not my calling. Oh. Like, it's good. Don't get me wrong. But I think as a Catholic, I'm still trying to find my way into this career. Mm. Um, because surprise there's actually a lot of interesting things that go on in the industry behind uh-huh. closed doors mm-hmm. um but yeah in every broken. industry yeah yeah but it's especially journalism i reckon mm. yeah so so what does that mean when you're sort of you're in the middle of your study and you're going uh, i don't oh, know i mean i think i still give thanks to god because i'm like no he like at the time it felt right to make this decision to go there. Mm. Um, and I have learnt so many things along the way, met so many people. Mm. And I do want to graduate. I think, yeah. It's good to stick yeah. with something and get it done. Yeah, exactly. And it's forming you yeah. in lots of different ways. Yeah. And it's giving you time to do other Ex- things on the outside. Exactly. On the yeah, like this. <laughs> like this. Podcast. Oh, like yeah. coming on the podcast. <laughs> this is journalism, yeah. <laughs> We're journalists. <laughs> oh, wow. I was thinking, actually, I feel like I'm on a radio show today because we have an actual real live musician with us. No. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so if if you recognise the voice, Alicia, you sing. Uh, you're on Spotify. I am. But from around Melbourne, people will have heard you at 6.30 Holy Hour at the yes. cathedral. I reckon that was my first ever gig in really? like the public. Or aside from... Like, aside when from you like went, since you were five or like something. Like little venue ones. But I think as a... I only started taking music seriously around like my the end of my teens. Mm. I, I am in the end of my teens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just started taking Why am I speaking as if I'm like 40 years old? <laughs> you've, you've graduated university. <laughs> you're old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so I reckon I started taking music seriously like 17, 18. Mm. And that was around the same time I started. Two years ago? Yeah. Oh, wow. Are you self-taught? No. So I've been singing since I was four. Yes. And I would do it as a hobby. But I think when I was 17, that was when I, was, I actually started putting my name out there. Nice. And reaching out, networking as a musician. And yeah, and then year 12, that was when you, Father Nick, were like, oh, sing at Holy Hour. And you launched great. a career, Father Nicholas, when wow. she's at the famous. point, yeah. Really? Yeah. What? Wow. I didn't realise <laughs> yeah. realize that I was like the kingmaker. Absolutely. Of <laughs> the Melbourne music scene. <laughs> that's, that's how it be. Yeah. So you hadn't sung... In public before that. Oh, no, I had. But I think, <laughs> <laughs> how do I explain this? Like I would, because I'd, I'd be doing competitions, little gigs, but it was more like something my mum would just register my name for. Mm. Um, but then something, like I reckon 6.30 Holy Hour was my actual fear wow. as a musician. I was like, yes, like this is what I want to do. 
I know God's calling me to this. That's beautiful. Other times I was just like a bit passive about it, just doing it for the sake of it. Yeah. Shout out to mum and dad because they're like Big the best out. roadies. Like. <laughs> That's true. My dad carries the piano and the mum just sits He carries there. the piano? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's actually really Keyboard? Heavy. No, yeah. No, it's like the actual like electric <laughs> piano. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Okay, I can see why that was such a like a big Yeah, moment. I'm seeing him with a grand piano. <laughs> with a, yeah, like right. just lifting it up. Um, and then my mum holds the phone, records the videos. Nice. Texts the aunties. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. So we're going to talk today about music, mm-hmm. a topic that I feel grossly uh, um, inadequate to speak about. And, and a lot of my priest friends are going to go, what is he... <laughs> Of all topics, it's that okay. We're is, branching out. We're talking about unprepared to talk about yes. uh, music, but yep. music and the role of music in the life of the church mm-hmm. and how it touches the soul, and also how we can engage with the broader society with it. Amen. Nice. You're listening to the You Disciple podcast, where we put the You in disciple. Feeling this won't go as planned, but I'll try my best anyway. Since I've got nothing to lose, you see, you're pretty popular within my group. You look like you want to crawl up in a ball and. <laughs> Yeah, because I really wasn't the expecting chair. this. I think this was something I found that was going to happen like this morning when I got here. <laughs> so this is one of your singles? Yes. This was my debut single October last year, I think. Yeah. Wow. And like, it just goes on Spotify now. Is that it? Like, yeah. Look at me just saying, it, it just goes on Spotify. Like, there's obviously a lot <laughs> yeah, of work behind it. Yeah, it's just on the web now. Yeah. It's crazy. Praise the Lord. It's It was such a surreal experience, like before, during and after. Um and it's really nice to see that Catholics can enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing, like as a secular musician. Mm-hmm. Like the key part is figuring out what type of audience is this actually appropriate for. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I was going to ask you that. Like what to choose – clearly you sing at 6.30 Holy Hour mm-hmm. and you've sung in other things, but um, to choose to go into the secular mm-hmm. music, yeah, is that, that was a choice. Yes. And what motivated that? I think because as long as a song is shows like exert like shows beauty in some way, mm-hmm. it still has the power to like evangelize and touch souls. I think you don't necessarily need to be singing something um, like gospel or overtly Christian in order to proclaim His name. I think as long as you know you're actually using your gift and your talent with the pure intention, then it still has the power to touch hearts and some way yeah it's true um and I think speaking from experience I know a lot of like musicians and then when I find out they're Christian and I'm like oh wow like this is so cool and I think it makes me love them even more Mm. and I think that's that's the type of effect I hope to have on other people right where they see me just as a musician first and then as they learn to uh, like uncover truths about me as an individual and they realize oh like she's Catholic yeah that's cool because I think I also have socials um, and I try not to shy away too much from showing the faith. Um, so they hear my music, they check me out on socials, and they're like, oh, like she's actually Christian, she's Catholic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's not the yeah. first thing they know, but there's yeah. they're, they're attracted to the music yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? What, what makes your music attractive? Oh, I don't know. It's just that people, like, you know, I get a lot of positive experience, thanks be to God. 
but there's nothing I haven't actually listened to something I'm like oh that's like attractive (laughs) (laughs) not gonna lie but I think just seeing like seeing the positive reactions from other people it makes me realize okay this is actually I am where I'm meant where I'm meant to be Mm -hmm. with this gift yeah yeah because and yeah I don't I listen to lots of music but lots of different music Mm -hmm. and so for me music is something that touches the soul in a way that mm. other things don't yeah. and you just know it if it if it has that effect on you yeah. does it make sense yeah that's yeah true. i think yeah there's a role for it and there's this little document i was pulling out today uh, it was a letter that saint john paul ii wrote to artists and he talks about this we need we need good artists we need new good musicians good writers good you try and do both of those things, hey? Um, <laughs> because it's art and music play a, a, a big role in our formation, in in humanizing our, our life, and um, you can tell a society what what's at the heart of a society by what it holds up as representatives of what's beautiful, what's yeah. beautiful to this society. So, is it healthy or not? Yeah. Um, and one of the things he says in there that I like is um, is that. When you are creating something, you are expressing yourself. So, you know, he talks about, you know, a marble. Someone's creating something out of marble. They're, I mean, they're expressing, you know, they're, they're unveiling this statue, but at the same time they're unveiling something about themselves. So without overtly preaching the gospel, it, your moral character will shine through yeah. what you create. Yeah. What's the process? If you want to write a the song... Process? How do you create? How do I create? Well, I think, first of all, I walk in with some sort of game plan. Like, I need to walk in with, like, a like a certain theme or thought. And most of the time, I try and make my songs neutral in meaning, as in it can be easily spiritualized. Mm-hmm. So I notice that love songs can easily be, you can easily, like, you don't, it doesn't have to be about a boy or about the person you like. It can easily be turned um, to God. And so that's what I like to do. And then I actually just draw from the way I feel about our Lord, and then try and secularise that a bit, (laughs) if that's even a word. Um, But yeah, drawing from real experiences. Um, And I also get the help from my sister as well, who is another musician, and she's so talented. I actually wouldn't be a singer if if it wasn't for her. Mm. Um, But yeah, I think when you combine your talent with another person's talent, it just makes it a lot more of a not like it makes it a communal experience as well and then you also yeah then you just become more grateful as well because like wow not only did you know god bestow me a gift but he also gave me this gift of like friendship and family mm. yeah it's nice. like a yeah, little bundle you were, <laughs> you were talking about your study and university mm. and obviously some of the challenges of being in a secular mm-hmm. sort of setting yeah and holding faith M- music's a pretty secular world yeah. as well mm-hmm. like how do you find sort of sort of the thought of stepping into that sort of secular yeah. world as a woman of mm-hmm. faith? Um, well, I'm just really blessed that I got involved first in the Catholic sphere before entering like the whole Spotify thing. So it kept me really grounded. And I think my initial like fan base was pretty much the kids who go to 6.30 Holy Hour. So that kind of kept me accountable. So it's like when creating the songs that I would for Spotify, it was like, would these people be, like how would they respond mm. to this type of song? And I think that's something a lot of secular Catholic musicians should be thinking about. 
what type of response are you trying to elicit from both Catholic audiences and secular audience audiences? And if this isn't consistent, then there's probably something wrong with what you've written or what you've created. Yeah. 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 Does it point to real – is it really beautiful? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You can play more songs, Father. <laughs> <laughs> He's like gearing them up. <laughs> have, you got, have you got a favourite? Have I got a favourite? Hmm. Probably the debut one just because it holds a lot of meaning. But I have been told that my second single called Parallel Lines is a lot more just like really like it hits the feels. That's what I've been told. Let's try. <laughs> the world is tied. Am I crazy for believing that you could still be mine? Where you go, I follow. All I have is your shadow. my time but what if i'm holding on to something Do we have to pay your royalty now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually haven't looked into all the, the whole copyright. How does this work? <laughs> yeah, are we allowed to do this? <laughs> I think I think because I'm here, it's fine. Like, surely it's like automatic. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> you're paying for it on your Spotify right now because you're playing it on Spotify. So, does it work? like do you get paid every time? How oh, explain this to me? I get paid per stream, but it's actually really like the pay's bad. Yeah. But like, like if I think I it's like do you want me? I'll just put it on repeat. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a tenth <laughs> of a cent per stream. Wow. So in order to actually earn like what? A dollar. Yeah. That's how many? Is that like a thousand? Sister? That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> tenth <laughs> of a cent. So ten makes one cent <laughs> by a hundred. That's a hundred thousand. No. Yeah, that seems a lot. <laughs> that's ten thousand. Uh, maybe it's ten thousand. Ten thousand plays for a dollar. For a dollar, mm-hmm. no, no, I think thousand. it's no, it can't be that much. It must thousand. be a thousand for a dollar. I think a thousand, yeah. I think in the first week, my producer was like, Oh, hey, by the way, you've got like eight dollars, <laughs> could buy a happy meal with that. <laughs> and I was like, Cheers, like that's nice. Looking back though, I'm like, Okay, how would you secular, how would you like spiritualize that song? And you can't, lol. Um, but I think what I did want, like, what something I had in mind when writing that song was like, Okay. Pain is real, like mm. let's, pain is real. But then how would I be able to kind of frame this in a way that isn't your typical diss track that you hear in right. normal music? Yeah, you're not like, destroying the other person. Yeah. Mm. So then I think it was like, okay, just focus on the actual hurt. Yeah. And yeah, in a like, in a not overly self-pitying way. True. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it's a little bit like giving a homily. <laughs> Basically. Well, just follow me here <laughs> for a second. <laughs> Because you can you can write what you think is the best homily, mm-hmm. um, and put it together, and then at the end of mass, someone will come up and say, "Oh, thank you, Father, for your homily. When you said this, 
um, it spoke to me in this way. And it's like, I didn't say that at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. y- you put these things out there mm-hmm. for people to receive. Yeah. And they receive it in a way that they need to receive it yeah. at, a, at a time. But that mm-hmm. takes a level of vulnerability it to does. put yourself out there. Yeah. Are you naturally sort of that mm. vulnerable? I think my music has taught me to be vulnerable. Or you know what? I think being like 6.30 Holy Hour, you sing songs that are very – like the Catholics, the Catholic themes is always like oh, being repentant, <clears throat> acknowledging – your fallen nature, acknowledging that you're worthless before God. So that already kind of helped me, like it disposed me to being vulnerable in my original songs. Mm. So praise be to God for that. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Gosh. Who do you listen to? Are we talking about Catholic Oh, artists? you tell okay. us. But I like Audrey Assad. Like yeah. her <laughs> crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Sister's eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> um, Okay. I love Audrey Assad yeah. as well. Yeah. And you do some good covers yeah. of some of her stuff. Oh, thank you. Um, so I listen to that. I listen to some old jazz. I like Chet Baker, hmm. Ella Fitzgerald. I like, for some reason, I like the 80s kind of 50s. Like, I like the old music. 80s kind of 50s? I mean, how does that <laughs> no, work? No, like 50s to <laughs> 80s. Okay. <laughs> She's a 19-year-old, 40-year-old. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like 80s and 50s are like 50s way 50s, 50s actually works. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I like... Yeah, I listen, I've been listening to a lot of old music. I mm. think the real music is in the older eras. Yeah, I think you guys had some good music. <laughs> oh! <laughs> father. <laughs> oh, wow. I know. You guys. You spend all this time going to the seminary when you're young, <laughs> thinking that you'll be a young priest, and then you get told <laughs> you guys yeah, had that, the father, good music in over. the older eras. <laughs> Wait, what era were you from? <laughs> You're only a young priest for a short a amount of time. A very short time. It's done. It's over. All you have to do is work with uni students and realise you're very old. What, what era am I from? <laughs> He's trying to be in this Are one. Are you 90s? I was born in the 80s. So oh, I grew okay. up in the 90s. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, no, like, no. That's does that definitely make me like... You, you had good music. <laughs> like NC. <laughs> <laughs> This has gone off the rails. (laughs) So, is this a career option for you? Like, here's a real father thing. Like, can you make money out of this? Can you support a family? (laughs) Like, where's this taking you? Probably not. Probably, I don't think I would. I don't think I could sustain a whole career Mm. off music, especially because I also feel a calling towards like writing, yeah, like journalism, right. Even though I did say what I did <laughs> in the start, it seems like I can't make up my mind. Hey, your generation, <laughs> if my generation had good music like InSync, well, your generation seems to be a little indecisive. Yeah, that's basically how it is. But, you know, I think I, I feel called to just have music as a side mm-hmm. thing for now. Yeah. Speaking as a 19-year-old, this yeah, might not age well. You've got to go fill your life with all those good ex- Like, How yeah. do you get inspired to... To make music, right? You've got to mm. speak from some kind of experience. Yeah. So you've got to go out and where do you experience beauty and goodness and out yeah. there? I don't know. What do you do? Um, I feel like it, beauty can be also found in art. Like true. As in like painting, art mm-hmm. yeah, and books as well, like literature. Yes. Yeah. I think I heard we all went to Monet at the Loom. 
Yes. Oh, you all went to Van Gogh though, didn't you? I went to both. Oh, you see? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Never been. I went to the Van Gogh. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. That was an incredible experience. Yeah, it was so good. It oh. even got me oh. a bit interested in art. Wow. Which is difficult. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> what are you doing on this episode? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I said that from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, I, what I love when I go to the loom is watching these little people because little people are, it's like they're a mirror to what you would be like if you didn't have all these inbuilt inhibitions. Mm -hmm. So they see something beautiful and then the music's going and it's all big and little butterflies are flying across and they run after them and they start dancing. And the impact of having beautiful images plus beautiful music, it's Mm -hmm. so elevating. Yeah. Yeah. You can hardly speak when you come out. I went with a four-year-old who, again, absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you're right, sister. There's that thing about it being all consuming, yeah, and sort of all the senses being able to engage. Uh, we were saying before there was even a smell, yeah, scent, like and the words. I mean, the four year old can't read, but I was really moved. For example, with the writings of Van Gogh that were interspersed, and you got a picture into this man who was seeking hope, you know, seeking to do good, and you know clearly suffering but trying and trying to search for the good it was Mm -hmm. it was very moving yeah i've said maybe on this podcast before how important it is for us as catholics to immerse ourselves in beauty Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. be that books or art music literature whatever it is but we we're surrounded by so much ugliness yeah we're surrounded by a world that's affected by sin and so we need to intentionally daily find opportunities to actually just gratuitously enter into things that are beautiful. Yep. Yeah. I did that once. Um, I was doing a little short course with some uni students. We were, it was actually pretty hardcore. We were doing metaphysics. <laughs> but at one point we were doing beauty. Uh, and my assignment for that week was go and find a place of beauty and be there in silence for at least 30 minutes. And it changed them it was fascinating we don't go out and seek that and then it was Mm. so fascinating then they they ended up changing their routes home they'd walk instead of catch the bus because there was this the capacity of of nature being out in nature particularly the ocean um to help us learn silence to help us learn to get in touch with god i think the other thing is to then describe it Mm. like can you describe something that is beautiful Alicia? In words, probably not because it's so – sometimes it's so overwhelming. But I think that's that's where the beauty of like painting and art comes in because often images are so much better expressing things than words are. Um, and sometimes when I look at Mo- – like when I was looking at Monet's paintings, it just made me m- like more grateful for the actual subject of the painting. Mm. Like, yes, I love that painting, but – I'm more in, I'm more fascinated by the thing that it's of. Yes. Um, and I think that's what art should be. It should kind of be directing us towards God and directing us towards a higher being. Yeah. I'm going to encourage you to it's some homework to, to try okay. and describe it. Okay. Because when we can describe something and we practice describing it, it helps us then identify it, right? Mm, and yeah. so that act of searching it out becomes a bit easier. Like if I know what what beauty is or why something is beautiful, then I I should become better (coughs) equipped throughout the day to identify it in small things as well as big things. So, Just a plug for someone completely 
unrelated to us, but there someone who's done that really well is um, Peter Craved. Yeah, you can look up this talk online called the Sea, and he starts off, "What is the Sea to me?" and he loves it. But it's amazing. Like forty five minutes, you just mesmerize. But he's able to do that. What? Yeah. Wow. Really good. Advice for future budding <coughs> non musician musicians. <laughs> Father's thinking of getting in. Yeah, it's not too late. It's not oh. too late. <laughs> I'm going to try. Call Father Nick now. <laughs> sing at Holy Hour. Sing at Holy Hour. This is not a plug for the Holy Hour music roster. But it's shameless plug. Um, but yeah, no, I, I recommend getting comfortable with your faith first. Mm. I think that's, a, that's the best way to just keep yourself grounded mm. and accountable. Mm. Yeah. This is the You Disciple podcast. For more information on what's happening on a campus near you, go to udisciple.melbournecatholic.org. Hey, maybe it's time to update our um our podcast music. Yeah, we can get new podcast music. <laughs> can you record? <laughs> can you record something a little bit more beautiful? Or a new voice. Ah. Do you want to replace Andrew? <laughs> oh, poor Andrew. <laughs> okay, I have a quote for you from JP2. Okay. Just an encouragement to artists. Yeah. He says, artists of the world, Alicia, yes. <laughs> may your many different paths all lead to that infinite ocean of beauty where wonder becomes awe, exhilaration, unspeakable joy. Wow. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oh, God. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us. No, thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Yeah. Uh, and I think just that real encouragement for mm-hmm. people to find something they're passionate about, yeah. and to do it, but mm-hmm. to do it in faith, yeah. Um, but also just that, yeah, real um, entering into that, the transcendental sort of, and beauty being a real one that we can seek out in the world in in lots mm-hmm. of different ways. Yeah. But then also bring it to the world. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for your courage, really, because I think when you know who you are. You can enter into any sphere. Like every sphere has to be, you know, filled with people of faith who then lift it up. We yeah. can't just run all backwards and hide. So yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming. Um, no, thank you, sister. Thank S- you, father. So, how do people find you on online? Oh, you can follow me on Spotify at Alicia Andres. Um, do I need to spell that out? I feel like my yeah, name you is do. Spelled. Okay, E L I S H A space. A-N-D-R-E-S. And then you can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> and let's try and get a thousand. A th- yeah, a th- she, a needs, thousand she needs a happy meal week. for this week. Yeah, so I can donate it to the Archdiocese. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, thank you so much for joining us. There's plenty going on. 6.30 Holy Hour that we've spoken about yeah. a bit. Are you, are you singing? No, live? I'm not. I'm not singing tonight. No. We're launching Any new time people. Soon, yeah, I, I should probably book my name in for the next month. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll definitely do that. Yeah, you've spoken about it so much. <laughs> I no. know, I have. I've hyped it up too much. I have to follow through. Uh, but 6.30 Holy Hour, uh, lots of other things going on. Obviously, we're getting ready to go to World Youth Day here mm. in Melbourne. Uh, but Praying otherwise, for the people doing exams. Yes, exams. Are, do you listen to music when you study? We're just I wrapping up and I've got another I question. I listen to classical. Oh, oh. she's smart. See, no, I, I need noise. I actually like need white noise? No, 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 like rock sort of. Oh, okay. Well, not rock music, but I, I need... Yeah. 
I'm, oh. so, well, I'm still sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Although she's like that. What rock? <laughs> <laughs> what rock music? No, you're studying psychology. <laughs> no, but I listen to rock music while I study. I think oh, okay. that's, a, that's a case in itself. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll like deal next, with that. Next <laughs> week's pod t- podcast topic. Like with I'm lyrics, in silence. with words? Yeah. Right. Well, so I've, okay I've, I've got no, certain albums, so it's okay. e- it's almost like white noise. Yeah. Okay. Does it does it galvanize some sort of? It's not like it's not rock, but it's like um actually Christian rock actually. Oh, Christian rock. Okay. Is that okay? That's okay. That's so this is demo of fathers yeah, study so music. Fine. Do not imitate. What's it called? What's his name? Um, I've yeah, really but I've been know. listening. Um, Will Reagan. Never heard no, no, I, I don't think we're allowed to play. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tell all my friends. It's it's a great album. It's okay. just it's not. It's okay. probably not rock. Tell wow. you how little I know about Sounds music. Good. But anyway, so I so but if you're listening to this whilst you're studying or supposed to be studying, yeah, uh, we're praying for you. Mm-hmm. Um, good luck with your exams over the next couple of weeks. God see you around. Whether you've been listening to us on the tram, in the library, or on your way to class, thanks for listening to this week's You Disciple podcast. Share, like, and subscribe, and we hope to see you on and around campus. The Disciple Podcast is a production of the Catholic Archdiocese of Melbourne.